The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and in the last two games, the Raiders have given up 97 points. Two games, 97 points. Need I freaking say more? Welcome to show 359. Well, before I get into the show, I'm going to go through the injury report. <laughs> ah, it'd be funny if it wasn't so serious. Brandon Myers, concussion. Giordano, concussion. Huff, he has uh, some type of issue, but ankle, I think, it should be okay. Branch, his neck, they're doing an MRI. DMC, Goodson, of course. Seymour, of course. And, uh, <laughs> well, Travis Golf is gone, and we added Omar Gaither. He started 40 times, some with the Eagles, some with the Panthers. And that is our team going into this next game. And that is the injury report. <laughs> I know it's not funny. What can I say? On today's show, we will have the post game for the Blackbirds. Do I really have to? I guess I do. And of course, I'm just going to go right into a pregame for the New Orleans Saints. And boy, can't you wait for that game. <laughs> well, I'm hoping for a rebound, but I'll talk about that in just a minute. Matter of fact, let's just move on, shall we? All right, it's time for the post game for the Baltimore Ravens. And boy, did they peck the living crap out of the Oakland Raiders. Well, Raider Nation, the score says most everything. 55, 55. to 20. And with a lovely fake field goal for a touchdown, that, of course, was lovely. Uh, the best part about the game was it was being called here locally by Dan the Deerdorf. And I do mean emphasis on the Dorf. I can't stand that hater. Pisses me off. 
And you know what? He just made me sick listening to him for the whole damn game. Okay. The Raiders came out. They tried. Kind of slowly, surely fumbled their way, fuddled their way through the first quarter. And then it was on like Donkey Kong. And the Ravens just took it to us. Um, the stats, though, if you look at just the stats, it wouldn't look like that big a beatdown. But, man, it was a beatdown from the feet down. And the Raiders just looked like crap in all phases of the game. And it was a very hard game to watch. One of those games that I was hoping that I would not have to witness again. One of those back when Art Shell came back for the third time kind of games. Yeah, one of those games that makes you sick to your stomach, but you got to watch it anyway. One of those games that, well, at the end of the day... I think at the end of the day... You wish you really didn't see. Because it was just pathetic, and I can't say it enough. I am sick and frickin' tired of seeing these performances consistently out of this team this time of the season. Let me digest this game plan a little bit because I don't understand the lack of gap control the Raiders have had in the last two games, but it's just non-existent. The coverage is absolutely unbelievably poor, and we're getting torched in every angle, including... Special teams, there's a gap you should fill. Stay in your lane, Padna. I mean, it was ridiculous to see us being pummeled, and they could have put another seven on us if they felt like it. I'll tell you right now. Hard game to watch. I blame this fully on the coaching staff, and I don't mean just Dennis Allen, who, by the way, we let's listen to a little bit of his his. By the end of the day, because, uh, well, he's definitely got a deer in the headlights look, and some of these questions were brutal. Let's listen to it. Coach, after you saw the tapes, did you think that the team played hard enough to win? Uh, yeah, I don't think effort was uh, was the issue. Uh, execution was the problem, not the effort of the team. We've got to win football games, and it's our job to find out what our players do well, put them in those positions, and give them a chance to be successful. Our issues have, have been, uh, at least defensively, have, have been the inconsistency issues. You know, we play good in spurts, uh, and then in other spurts we, we don't play so well. Uh, and uh, we did a better job of stopping the run uh, this past week. Uh, it was a passing game that hurt us. So uh, we've got to find a way to be more consistent. Really, it's, it's the team, players and coaches, uh, you know, doing a better job of being on the same page, you know, exactly how to do uh, the things that we're trying to get accomplished. You feel like you fix one thing and and, uh, and then you're working on fixing something else. So uh, we've, but at the end of the day, we got to do a better job of being more consistent. And that's what it's really all about. You know, following Twitter, I mean, you, you see these sentiment out there that, well, Dennis Allen, defensive coach, you ought to be able to fix the defense. And when you, when you hear sentiment like that, I mean, to what degree do you find validity in it or do you feel, do you feel that's too simplistic a way to look at it? Well, number one, I don't follow Twitter. Uh, but, but, uh, uh, yeah. I, hey, listen. The way I look at it is, uh, you know, that that's something that that's our responsibility to fix. And uh, believe me, we're doing everything we can to get it right. And uh, like I said, we've done 
at times we've played we've played really good, and then at other times we haven't played as good as we need to play. So um, we got to we got to do better. Will you consider taking a greater role on defense, either in practices, uh, on game day, calling you know strategically? Or well, I, I you know I've, I've been very involved. Uh, I've been very involved in, in in what we do game plan and wise. Uh, you know, defensively. So, um, but I'll look at any avenue or anything that we need to do that I feel like gives us a chance and helps us to win football games. Do you think there is enough talent to win in, in that defense? Yeah, yeah, we have enough talent. Uh, we have to play uh, at a high level um, on every single snap and every single game. Um, and just like anybody else in the National Football League, if you don't play consistently, um, you know, you're going you're gonna to have the ups and downs like we've had. So, um, I don't look at it as, you know, uh, a talent issue. Um, we we have uh, we have who we have, and and uh, we've got to, our job is to go out there and win football games. Coach, in the last decade, we've had some teams that have a couple beat downs, and they get to the point where they think, okay, we're not making the playoffs, and they they talk about professional pride week to week, but then they kind of mail in the rest of the season. How are you going to keep everybody? Super sharp. I mean, mathematically, you're still alive, but how are you going to keep everybody sharp after a couple of uh, bad results? Well, that's what we do. We're pros, and and that's what our job is to do. And and I don't know how things have, have been done before, but we're hired here to do a job, uh, and that's to do the best that we can to try to win football games. And that's exactly what I expect throughout the remainder of the season. And the only thing uh, that we're guaranteed right now is that we can't be any better than ten and six. So uh, that's the way I look at it. When a team goes through a run like this, you know, where you've had defensive efforts like you had, 97 points over the last two weeks, I mean, some teams make wholesale changes. KC has, has said they're going to bench players who make turnovers immediately. Is this the time for that, or is this the time to stay the course, say what we're, what we're doing philosophically is correct? Well, we're always – everything we do is in a constant evaluation. Um, so uh, – but I'm not going to stand up here and say, yeah, we're making wholesale changes. Uh, we're going to look at every aspect of what we do, offensively, defensively, in the kicking game. Uh, and if we feel changes need to be made, we'll make those changes. Coach, could you explain your decision to waive uh, Pat Lee a uh, starter for seven games? Why was that move made? Well, I felt like that uh, uh, the younger guys that we had were more valuable to us on special teams. And so uh, uh, that's the reason why we made that move. After. Um obviously a loss like yesterday, and then you face New Orleans who turned things around against Atlanta. Um, are, is there anything in particular that you're going to work on this week to drastically change how uh, you guys have been playing us to? I, I, I mean, I wish there was a magical answer. I know everybody wants a magical, you know, this is the solution. But at the end of the day, and I've said this over and over, it's about it's about us doing our job the right way every single time. Uh, and when we develop that consistency, uh, when we've had that consistency, we've played well on all three sides, you know, all three phases. Uh, but that's the key to having success. You, you said you were looking at the film and you said that it wasn't really a, an effort issue. When you look at film, are you seeing an issue of talent, scheme, or effort? Well, I think it, at, at times there's a combination of, of, uh, of all three of those things. Um, you know, and, and I don't think you can look at one little thing and say, that's it, that's the issue. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, uh, there's several things that we got to get corrected. But there were a lot of batted balls at the line. Was that an issue with the blocking? Was that an issue with? <clears throat> I think it was a, more of an issue with, with them and the way that they decided to rush. 
you know, it looked to me like they, uh, you know, kind of tried to mirror the quarterback a little bit with their defensive tackles and, and use their edge rushers to try to, you know, get to the quarterback. And, and they did a nice job of getting their hands up and batting the ball down. How uh, on edge do you go out of your way to put the defensive players on this team after a couple of games like this? Well, I would hope that they would all be on edge uh, because we all should be on edge. Um, that's the way you, you play in the National Football League. And, uh, um, you know, the, that outcome was unacceptable. And uh, we've got to be better than that. Coach, do you feel that with the plan that you and Reggie have and the contract you signed that you're not under a lot of pressure to win right now? Or do you feel that pressure that you have to win right now? Despite Our job's to win. Uh, it has nothing to do with contract status or anything like that. Our job's to win. And that's that's the only reason why I'm here. Good time for just one more guess. Is anybody on your staff on the bubble? Nobody's on, on the bubble. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think this is the appropriate time to even comment on that anyway. For those of us who aren't here every day, are you using a combination of zone blocking, uh, man blocking? What, what is your? We're using a combination of both. Yeah, I know you were using zone originally. Was it because uh, there was a report on Yahoo.com that, that McFadden had gone to you and asked to? Well, we've we've visited with uh, with Darren uh, specifically. Greg's visited with Darren, uh, you know, on a week to week basis about what what runs that he likes, and uh, we've tried to incorporate more of those runs uh, that he likes as we've gone on throughout the game plans. You like that? How I asked if they were going to replace any staff. <laughs> he goes no. And he also said we have who we have. We have who we have. We have who we have. And some bonehead says, are you going to do like the Chiefs and discipline your players for, for not doing the right thing? I'm thinking, what a child, man. It's not high school football. And by the way, the Chiefs are doing shit totally backwards. And Paoli's out. I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're melting down. And I don't want us to go anywhere near that. So I'm glad Allen's sticking to his guns. I'm glad they're not firing, you know, Mr. Potato Head. Uh, Greg Knapp right now because uh, really it's not the time to do it. There's an orderly way to do things, and this is not the way to do them. You don't want to look like a desperate fan franchise. That's not the way you attract coaching talent after the end of the season. You don't do that to your coaches because other coaches will say, oh, fuck that, <laughs> like literally. So I'm glad we're sticking to the plan. Listen, man, our, our players just have to play better, but our coaches need a big, big shakeup at the end of the season. Nothing now, but at the end of the season, things have to change. This game, I mean, listen, man, we have close to the same guys that we had last year, and we're doing nothing. I mean, at least this time of the year, McFadden had like 600 yards, you know, before he went down injured again which is another subject all by its own. Because, well, forget it. I'll just say it right now. I'm ranting about McFadden. Look, the guy has not had a season, healthy season yet since we drafted him, since Lane Kiffin drafted him. And that is the truth. So he has a year left after this season on his contract. He'll be a restricted free agent next year. So I'm not thinking anybody's going to come knocking on his door. I really don't for the money he's probably going to be asking for. I think we could probably keep him on the cheap, and they better not keep him on anything else because he's not worth it. 
I'd rather go pay a rookie that I don't know about that has potential, all the money, than give McFadden another freaking penny for another another snap. It's not that he doesn't have the heart, man. The guy's got the heart. He just can't stay healthy. It's not his fault. I'm not blaming him. But, hey, man, that's the way it is. This game was a joke. Uh, that's all I got to say. I don't want to say any more. I don't want to linger any longer on something that is, uh, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is at the end of the day. You know, there's there's a couple of turning points. Maybe when, when you know, Carson tripped on the fourth down, somebody stepped on his foot uh, early on before the score got away from you guys. What do you identify as, as one of the key moments early where it just kind of went awry for you? Well, I mean, it, you know, it, it it didn't start off good. I mean, we moved the ball well offensively. Um, you know, we got it to fourth and one and, and wanted to go for it and, and really actually had a play. Uh, Marcel uh, was, you know, we felt like going to be open there in the flat. And, uh, you know, we just we stumbled over each other coming out from underneath the center. And, and, and you know, from there it just kind of kind of steamrolled. Uh, I thought our defense did a nice job of holding them to a field goal on that drive. But, but uh, overall we just didn't play well enough. Coach, I'm watching through the course of the game, and stuff is happening. And you are, and usually when when not so good things happen, and they catch a glimpse of you, and you are jotting notes on your, I don't know if it's your play card or whatever it is. What is it that you are writing down in those situations? Well, I jot a lot of notes down throughout the game of of things that. You know, when we have big plays in the game, when we have poor plays in the game, I jot down notes on time management situations. I mean, there's a lot of different notes that I take uh, down during the game so that I remember, um, you know, the things that I want to make sure that I address. Right. Now, and I have, uh, maybe every coach does it. I just, I haven't seen as many do it. Where did you develop that habit? just throughout my years of, of coaching, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that happen in the game. Right. Uh, and and uh, as much as we want to re- recall every single thing that happens, um, you know, you don't necessarily re- you know recall everything, so you want to make sure you jot it down so that you uh, remember what those issues are so you can get them fixed. Dennis Allen, head coach of the Raiders here on The Drive, got a chance to chat with Dennis every Tuesday. Coach, um, when, when the players, especially two weeks in a row where the defense allows 97 points combined – I would imagine the morale's got to be a little low at this point. What do you say to the guys? What was the locker room like? What, what's your sense of just emotionally where the team is right now? Well, I think our team was down. Um, you know, obviously we're very disappointed in the way that we performed uh, really defensively the last two weeks. Um, but, you know, the thing that, that I stress to them is, is uh, you know, we're the only people that can help us in this situation. And so we've got to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and, and we got to go back to work. Uh, we got to correct the things uh, that that we're doing wrong that that are that are hurting us, uh, and and if you don't make those corrections, you're doomed to repeat the same mistakes. So uh, we've got to learn from those mistakes, and we got to get them corrected. I know there's the desire to get better every week, to improve, to eliminate mistakes. But there, it also seems that your team has to have sort of a an overall mission uh, and and point of achievement. What is that at this point, collectively? Well, I mean, I you know it 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 it's what 
you just got through saying. I mean, we've got to play better, and, and we've got to get more consistent in what we're doing in all phases of the game uh, because that's really what it is. I mean, there's there's points in every game where we've uh, where we've done good things both offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game, but it's the consistency issue of being able to do it for four straight quarters that's been uh, where we've lacked. So, um Really, that's what our goal is. That's what that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be more consistent. And if you become more consistent, then you're going to get the you know the end results that you're looking for. You had ten penalties, uh, but I, as I looked at them, there were some some that I would call questionable, and four of them I think were on with, on, on one offensive lineman. Do you take that into account when you assess that part? of your team's game? Do you look at the specific penalties and say, you know what, that that was legit, that's not legit, or is it a matter of, hey, no matter what's happening, we're counting them up and we need to to eliminate flags regardless of why they were thrown? Well, I mean, I think the the, the final point is is that we do need to eliminate flags uh, regardless. Uh, you know, we obviously take a close look at, at every uh, call and, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we don't agree with every call, but but that's that's football. That's the way that it is, and and uh, we've got to look at uh, who's committing penalties and how they're committing them, and uh, we've got to get you know we 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 can't continue to make those same mistakes. I mean, when you look at a play like the Brendan Myers uh, penalty in the end zone, is that something that you even bother to say anything to him, or you just say, you know what? I- there was nothing there. Well, that's that's one that you that you you really say that's football, okay. uh, you know, and 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 that's I mean, hey, listen, that that was something that was called, and you move on. Yeah, that's football on the road, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the Raiders, here on the drive. Dennis, I got to ask you this: I'm watching the game, and it's really the hottest topic. That the biggest takeaway from the game. You're down 41-17. The game obviously got away from you guys, and and John Harbaugh runs a fake field goal. Um, well, I mean, I've been saying for the last two days that that's Bush. What did you take away from that? You know, I, I really didn't take a whole lot away from it other than I, I don't worry about what anybody else does. I worry about what we've got to do as a football team. And uh, uh, we it's our job to stop them. And, uh, and that's really the way that I look at it. Understood. And I respect that. Let me flip it, though, this way. Just a little more context here, Coach. If you're up 41-17, to 17, would you ever do that to somebody? Well, I want to get put in that position, and then I'll make that decision. <laughs> that's a good, quick answer. Uh, how, Dennis, how do you think your team took it? Um. Uh, Listen, I you know I mean it, it is what it is, and I think we take we take it as uh, what our job is. Our job is to go out and stop them, um, and and we move on from there. Dennis, what do we know about the running backs? Uh, still a lot of the season to go here. How's McFadden? How's Goodson? Well, both of them are getting better, um, and uh, we'll see uh, as the week goes on whether or not they're they're able to play. Uh, both of them were still in the boot today, but uh, uh, you know we're still holding out hope for this weekend. You know, Dennis, I, I think, and, and I, why I don't think, I, I wonder if um, emotionally you feel the same way about this group as you did over Napa when we were up there a couple of times during the summer. You learn more about your team, both good, bad, and indifferent. Do you view the roster the same way you did a couple of months ago? Yeah. I mean, you know, we we still got the same guys, and, and I still feel the same way about these guys. Uh, we still have to execute better, and that's what my primary focus is, and that's what my pro- primary focus will stay as. Uh, it's all about being consistent in, in the way that you execute, and uh, we've got to be better in that regard. If you don't uh, have Goodson and McFadden back 
next week. Is there anything else that you are going to change or that you would do this week uh, going into that next game? Well, we'll obviously, you know, keep an eye on on uh, on the waiver wire and what's out there. But uh, you know, I, I don't anticipate a lot of a lot of big changes in that regard. Dennis, how do you prepare for the Saints? We know what Drew Brees can do. They're starting to get a little mojo back, and and that's the team that's up next for you. How do you slow these guys down? Well, they're they're tough, uh, you know, and and it looks like. Uh, uh, they've gotten the running game going a little bit more, and and that makes them even even uh, uh, a lot more tough. But uh, uh, you know we're we're um, you know we're going to have to be able to get some pressure on on Drew and, and change some looks up for him and, and give him a few different looks, and and then uh, uh, you know part of the deal is we're going to have to be able to control the ball on offense and and uh, you know try to keep Drew Brees and that offense you know on their bench. I'm going to wrap it up here with uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the Raiders. Now, hey, Dennis, I know I know you played in the secondary for A&M. Hey, Johnny Football, how, how about this win against Alabama? How good is this kid, Johnny Football? Well, he looks pretty good to me. Uh, you know, he, he has the ability to make a lot of different things happen. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he can run it, he can throw it, and he's, he's very creative in the pocket. So uh, he was pretty impressive the other day against Alabama. Yeah, it was awesome. Do you even get a chance to watch it? I, knew, I know you're busy for the game, but do you get to watch your alma mater at all on Saturday? Yeah, you, you watch a little bit on Saturday. You know, you, you take a little bit of time time uh, you know during the day to kind of uh, rest and relax a little bit, watch a little college football. But uh, uh, there's o- there's only one team that we can live and die by, and that's Raiders, and and, and that's really the team that I'm concerned with the most. Yeah, we probably should have asked this uh, closer to the beginning, but I- I'm just wondering it, was there was there any positive? Was there anything that you took? Out of that game against the Ravens, that you can well, take moving forward. Well, I mean, hey, listen, there, there's positives and negatives uh, in everything that you do. Uh, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here when you when you get beat in a situation like that. I'm not, I'm not looking at you know where's the silver lining there. Um, right. We've got to play better. We've got to execute better. Um, and that's really what that's all about. Back to the practice field, Dennis Allen. Always appreciate the candor. Thanks, Coach. Okay, thanks, guys. John Lund, Greg Pop in studio every Tuesday from 1 to 2 with Bill Romanowski and Rod Woodson. Hi, gentlemen. How are you? Good, guy. Thanks for having me back here. It's good Great to see day you guys, to be man. alive. It is a good day to be alive. Uh, boy, let's start with the defense. Uh, what do you do? One, one week you got gashed by the run, the next week you get gashed by the pass, specifically the tight ends really killed him. Uh, Rod, what do you do here? You know, I just have a problem with some of the things they're calling and when they're calling it. You know, they were first and goal, and I think it was like the eight, and they were in a rush front. And it was an eight-yard line, rush front. You cannot have either A-gap not covered up. Check to a run. I would check. My mama would have got into that end zone, and she has two bad knees, arthritis in her hip. She would have walked into the end zone. You just can't have a front like that's That's fundamental philosophy on football. Down there, even if this third down, even if you thought they were going to pass the ball, being out front, and you can move to it, or you can stunt to it, but you cannot show the look and let them check to the run. I just think the fundamental philosophy, what you're trying to get accomplished on game day, something's wrong with that. It's flawed. I got issues on way before they even got down there. It was, where were the safeties, guys? I'm like... The most atrocious safety play I have seen in a long time. And they've played well to date, though. I mean, they, this, they've played halfway decent to date. I they, mean, even though they're not tackling the way they should and all that stuff, but too much is getting to the safeties too fast, too often, too consistent, too many big runs getting back there. And that's not the safety's fault all the time. 
Now they did play the whole team. The whole defense played terrible. They, they really did. But you know, your one of your best safeties is playing corner still because your other corners are all hurt. You get rid of one corner and Pat Lee. Okay, I, you know, I'm just conf- I'm really confused about the direction this football team wants to go and the philosophy they want. I thought I saw it early in the year the philosophy they want to have on defense and the philosophy they were going to have on offense. But now I'm not sure what they're going to do. Do you think they went into this game saying, Ray Rice, they're going to come in and pound us? Sure. That's, that's, and, but they you got, can't, they you got can't t- come in like that. You can't come in with the philosophy like that. Yeah, they're going to pound us. We're going to show you multiple looks. We're going to put some eight in a box. We're going to go seven in a box. We're going to do some rotations. We're going to do some man blitzes. We're going to do some zone blitzes. We're going to run, we're going to blitz the run. But we couldn't even but, we couldn't even get close on the blitzes. I know. I'm just I'm just they I'm were just, late a lot of times too. They were late. I, I, they didn't reroute saying. any receivers whatsoever. That's why I'm saying I don't know what direction they're going. It seemed like they've gone backwards throughout the year, and not and not the progression hasn't been positive at all. Uh, there were a lot of plays on defense that were just galling, but to me, the most galling one was Torrey Smith's deep touchdown. Uh, in years past, whenever the Raiders played cover two. They screwed it up because they were a man team, yeah. and they play cover two, and they blow the assignment. This team has been coached to play both, to play multiple. So, Rod, being a safety, explain to me what happens here when Michael Huff runs with Torrey Smith till about 17 yards, and then he hands him off to Matt Giordano, and Giordano jumps the short route and allows Torrey Smith, who was the fastest player on the Ravens, to run right by him and forces Tyvon Branch to come from the opposite hash mark to scramble back. How does something like that happen? Does he see something underneath that he shouldn't have? Did he not know he was responsible for that hash deep? How does that happen? You know, I know the play you're talking about, and it's sometimes it's hard to really tell what type of defense they're in because when you have a when you're supposed to be a rolled-up corner, but he's running with the guy. So I don't know if they're in cover two, or if they're in four, or if it's a really a three-deep. It's really hard to tell what they're in because they all look so poorly. I mean, when they play, when it you was, play poor, Yeah, you're, you're right. I was like, like I was trying to figure out what in? they were playing. Were they in man? Were they in zone? Were they I was in, like, what were they playing? What is, was it two? Was it a soft four? I mean, I don't really know what they're in, to be honest. And to answer, it's hard to answer that question because... And Matt's a good player. I think Matt's one of their better players because he understands football the best out of all their players in the secondary, okay? Because he's been with Indianapolis. He understands he's been taught well. But why he took that bad angle, I don't know. Why Huff didn't reroute. And if he was in cover two, and if he wasn't in cover two, that means he should kept carrying. Why he just let him go? You just don't go 17 yards and stop, especially if you don't have an underneath route. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, it's just like I said, I'm dumbfounded of where they're going. It just seems like their progression is a negative and not a positive. And that's what confuses me right now about the Raiders' defense because I was really, I had some encouragement how we, they were playing. Because remember, they played against Atlanta. They played decent. Yeah, they had like three, three games. games. Yeah. They played decent. And now, the last couple of games, they've gone. It's like the, the wheels have fallen off. Let's start with the defensive side. Who are guys on the defense? Are there any building blocks for the future for this defense? If they're trying to assess who they are, where they are, and et cetera, and, and Dennis Allen said yesterday, well, it's not the players. They're not executing it. But are there the, building blocks, young building blocks on this defense? You know, I, I would have said starting Tyvon Branch is a guy that plays with a big motor. He's a hitter. You know, usually play gives you everything he's got. But I tell you what, I feel like he's dropped off this year. He's playing he has, in space too he much. He's a box safety. He is a well, you know, I think I think with the way they've played, there are some pieces there. 
you know, Huff's a good safety. You know, um, I think Ty's a good safety. I, I just think their standard of play of what they think is good is so down. And that's one thing, because I was there last year. I was coaching them last year. That's one thing we talked about so much. Guys, their standard of play has to increase. Winning football is a process. you you got to keep building the confidence. And the one thing that's been so bad for this football team and as a whole for all these players is that they've had so many coaches. They have new philo- Every coach is going to bring a new philosophy, right? They're going to bring a new system in. So over the last several years, these guys had new coaches, new philosophy, new systems they had to learn. So they never got, they've never been comfortable with anything over four years or two years. I mean, they've had something to learn every single year. Now, with that being said, you're still accountable to play halfway decent football. I mean, you, you, you came into the league and you're a good athlete. At the end of the day, when you're going, when you're a little league football, they're saying, stay deep as the deepest. Stay deep as the, well, I don't even know if they know what deep as the deepest is because they're letting everybody run by them at this point. Vincent you know, Jackson did it the week before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I buy different schemes. You know, defense is defense. I played in four different Four but, different, yeah, but, yeah, four different not, coordinators not, in four years. Yeah, but and just because you did it doesn't mean other people can do it. I see the game completely different than all these guys that I were coaching last year. You know, I used to tell them, I said, I would say, hey, you don't see that? And they'd go, no. You'd be like, good gracious. You know, but the way you see it, I know what you're saying. I really do. Because I know defensive philosophy wouldn't bother me if it got changed middle of the season. We used to change it on the sideline in Pittsburgh and Baltimore all the time. Uh, Bud Carson? I said, that's why, that's why I see we can handle it. But these guys, I don't know if they can handle these type of changes. And this, it's occurred quite a bit here. I mean, you guys know that. You guys have been here a long time. The philosophies have changed and the systems have changed over the years. They've never had anything more than two years. There's nothing's but, been but, there. But more so on offense, because they all, they pretty much played the same. Four man rush, single high safety, slide safety front. in the box, right? You know, so I mean, the question was, is, you know, to me <laughs> yes, at the end of the day, your it. question was, are there any Building pillars? Block. Yeah. Are there any pillars? Lamar Houston. Lamar, like 99? Yes. He's a good player. Yeah. Lamar has a motor. He's, like He's got a motor. He's got a motor. I like Burris, probably the best right. football player. You figure out what he is. On the defense. You got a couple guys there. He's the best there. football player. And the two safeties. You have a couple guys there. You have some pieces. You just don't have enough. And at the end of the day, they don't have a leader. I said it last year. I'm saying it again. Got to have you one don't guy have that a you can rely on anywhere. They don't have that on that team. You don't have a leader, and that's why they struggle. All right, good stuff on the uh, defense of the Raiders. And that is all they have to say about that. All right, here it is, man. Just what you've been waiting for. The nation is waiting and writhing in anticipation for the pregame. For the Oakland Raiders versus the New Orleans Saints at OCO. That's right, at home. Let's talk about it, shall we? New Orleans Saints, who we have had a hard time with of late, coming in at four and five, Raiders being three at six, have lost to the Redskins, the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Chargers, and the Packers this season. They're not the, you know, all dominant uh, New Orleans Saints. That being said, <laughs> really, uh, 
Doesn't matter at all because they were starting to hit a stride after their bye. They're starting to pick it up, starting to play pretty good. They just beat the Falcons, so they're rolling. And they think they're going to come through Oakland and roll right over us. The only advantage that I really see the Raiders have, because we're banged up, we're not inspired, it's not looking good for us, Dennis Allen worked for the Saints for uh, many years. So he's really familiar with their offense. He knows a lot of the players that are still there now. He was there two years ago, for crying out loud. So, you know, I think they have a relationship already, and I hope that he can game plan for this, at least help the other coaches uh, put up a game plan for this game. That's the advantage I see for us totally. We're talking to Mike McKenzie. Uh, you remember him as a Packer. He had the uh, the flowing dreads out the back of the uh, helmet. He's got a Super Bowl ring as well, played for Dennis Allen as well as uh, 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 the Saints for uh, quite a long time. John Lund, Greg Pompa here in 95-7 the game. Tell me about uh, about D.A. As a, as a young coach in the, in the same room with you as the uh, secondary coach. Well, I mean, I was, it was a pleasure to have D.A. as a coach because he was so attention to detail. Uh, he always gave us a great opportunity to make plays by, you know, the preparation that he provided us, you know, coming into the week early. You know, he put us easily just with his tape study. He put us two, three days ahead of the curve. So his preparation and attention to detail, I know, you know, my whole time while I was dentist, uh, it certainly you know, help to contribute to making, you know, great plays out there. And I think anybody that played in our secondary, you know, at that time, I'm sure Roman Harper, uh, Darren Sharper, you know, all the guys that, you know, actually, you know, played up under Dennis as a uh, secondary coach, as well as those who played with him, you know, at Denver as a defensive coordinator, knows his attention to detail. So I know for us, you know, going in and having an opportunity uh, to play against the Raiders, you know, him being, a, you know, head coach and all, uh, it's probably going to be a special game for him as well. How do you think Dennis is ultimately going to do as a head coach? Well, I mean, you, you know, as a head coach, I mean, you can only do as well as your position to do. You're only as good as, you know, the, the coaches and the players that you surround yourself with. And uh, I think, you know, thus far, you know, they've been able to, you know, put together, you know, a solid group out there. But any team that's turning the ball over, you're not going to win a lot of games. And so, you know, hopefully uh, from the Saints' perspective, uh, you know, we've kind of solved a lot of our, you know, turnover issues because if you're turning the ball over, you're certainly, you know, not giving yourself, you know, the best chance to win games. Yeah, I don't know if you've watched the last couple, Mike, but the Raider defense is really struggling. They have given up some special team scores, but 97 points combined the last couple of weeks for almost 1,000 a, a yards in the two games. So what's the challenge now? Is, is Drew Brees and this offense back humming the way it was when they were the best offense in football? Well, I think from the, the offense perspective, we kind of always know what we're going to get from the offense. I think more importantly, you know, here in New Orleans is uh, can we slow other teams down? Can we create extra opportunities for our offense? Because we know our offense, uh, you know, no offense in the National Football League is going to have a perfect game. And uh, we certainly, you know, week in and week out expect, you know, 28 points you know, at least. And, you know, if you're able to score 28 points in this league, nine times out of ten, you're going to have a great shot to win unless you have a defense that's, uh, you know, giving up a lot of plays and not giving your uh, offense a, 
you know, a few extra opportunities. So we know we know what they expect from our offense with all the playmakers that we have. I mean, we have a backfield that, in my opinion, is one of the best in all of football with the amount of players that we're able to, you know, line up at any given point out of our backfield and just the mirage of, uh, you know, wide receivers that we have. So I think, uh, you know, whichever team could protect, you know, the football and, you know, really give their offense extra opportunities and put their offense in situations where they don't necessarily have to, you know, drive the length of the field. Uh, it's certainly, you know, giving their team the best opportunity. And if Drew Brees protects the ball, it's already, you know, proven what the Saints do when they don't turn the ball over. Great stuff. Uh, Mike McKenzie, former Saints and Packers cornerback. Follow him on Twitter, at Mike McKenzie 34 w Mike, thanks for the insight. We really enjoyed it, and we'll do it again soon. You know, our players need to play. Our coaches need to coach. And we just have to be focused at this time for this particular contest. It is a winnable match. They did look very good against the Falcons. Their defense looked stellar, and their offense was just humming right along. And they did that against, uh, well, the Falcons. Now, we almost beat the Falcons, too. So, like I'm saying, man, this game is not out of reach. You know, like I've said, the last two contests, of course, 97 total points, if I haven't told you about that. Yeah. We have to score every time we have the damn ball. I don't give a shit if it's a field goal. We got to score. If we don't do it, our defense cannot hold a bag full of warm crap. It'll blow right out the bottom. That's our defense. So we have to score a lot. If we want to win, that's the key to the freaking game right there. Our defense has to play adequate. Our offense has to play awesome and be on the same damn page. We have to have a crazy game. Our offensive line has to play well. Yada, yada, yada. I know I hate to hear that myself. But that's the team, man. If we can do that, we can win this game. And that is really all I have to say about that. Well, Ritter Nation, I I really have to go on a rant. You know, I have to because I'm feeling it. So I'm going to let it out, and here it is. You know, we're a team in transition, and I know that, and so do you. You got to understand it. And even though it's hard to freaking watch, when someone slaps you with a double nickel, man, that's hard to take. It's punishing. And a nice little exclamation mark with a fake field goal and a touchdown. Boy, talk about sticking it in your rear end. That's what the Raiders need, maybe, to get them up and make them understand that if they don't stand up, they're going to be walked on. Now, I know this team has the heart to win. They they really want to because, really, right now it's about jobs. Right now it's about positions, and everybody on the team knows it. You know it as a fan. The coach knows it. 
They can talk all that coach speak until the doggone cows come rolling home. But I'll tell you right now, you know it, I know it. The team is just working hard to keep a job. And uh, if that works out well for the team, that's good. But it really isn't a formula for success. I think it shows on Allen's face the concern. I think the team knows it. I think the injuries show it. And this is kind of a team waiting for next year. Now, we're going to have some games coming up, and we have to watch them, and that's going to be painful. But, man, slapping a double nickel, I don't have. I hope it don't happen again. But it is possible this season. Now, coming up with uh, 500 season is uh, out the freaking window, folks. We're not going to blow out five games this year. That I can tell you, faux show. I don't care who goes on the field. But I will tell you this. The coach knows the issues. I hope he sees his staff. I hope he sees the problems with it and does something about it. I hope that the GM sees that it's not working and that we get something together here and figure it out before we waste another minute. Not a year, not a season, not a camp, another freaking minute. Because I'll tell you, man, the Raider Nation is fed the hell up with this kind of horseshit. And that is about all my rant can handle. I could go on, but I won't. All right, it's time for the bone line. Now, I know you guys. I mean, <laughs> oh, blowing off the hook, blowing up my phone. I love it. I do love it, so. And, uh, well, I, I know you guys need to hear it because I needed to say it. And well, so let's get it off everybody's chest, shall we? 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Don't forget to catch us on Facebook. Don't forget to catch uh, Raider Nation Videocast as well. .com. <laughs> you like that, Randy. So uh, check those out. They're well worth the viewing. No matter what our season does, goes, or whatever, the fans are the most insanely awesome thing about this whole Raider thing. The Raider Nation is something, man. And you're a member of it, obviously, if you're listening to me. <laughs> okay, so who needs to vent first? Let's see. Our first caller of the show, Navy Raider Ray. What is happening? They're deep. In enemy territory in Baltimania. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Navy Raider Ray. I'm actually at the uh, Baltimore game right now. Uh, the Ravens just returned to kickoff for a touchdown. And all I got to say is, are you fucking kidding me? This is my first NFL game in 18 years. The Raiders were the LA Raiders the last time I went to a game. I joined the Navy. I've been on deployment for 15 months out of the last two years. This is the fucking effort that they put forth on Veterans Day. Our defense plays like this all season, and this season is a loss. I can't believe I had to go through another season of this bullshit. Win, lose, or tie, I swear nation until I die. I just can't believe I got to go through this again another season. I know it's going to take time for us to rebuild, but God damn it, this fucking bullshit. That's all I got to say. I'm out. You are amongst many, my friend, and the frustrations you have with the Raiders 
All of us are frustrated, especially those who spend our hard-earned money traveling far away from home to see this team get slapped with a double nickel. I understand your frustration, brother. Let's just hope it gets better. Thanks for the call, my man. And next, we have NC Raider Ray. This is another yet victim of the Raiders in one of their worst contests. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Andy. This is NC Raider Ray. I'm on my way back to North Carolina from Baltimore after the game today. Um, it's been a long time since I called, but um, had a few things I wanted to say. Um, I'm not going to dwell on the game. I mean, if you watched it, you saw it. Pedestrian play calling. The fucking defense. I mean, Jesus Christ. I, just fucking terrible. Um, you know, no running game to speak of. I mean, Marcia Reese did a great job, but, you know, you wait till you, you get down by, by three fucking touchdowns before you start to open up the offense a little bit. Penalties. I mean, what, three or four unnecessary roughness penalties in the game. I mean, it's like every fucking week we just shoot ourselves in the face. But that's not really why I wanted to call. Um, mostly I'm just calling to give a shout-out. Um, if you're ever in Baltimore or D.C., catch up with Peggy and Ashley, the D.C. Metro Raiders Booster Club. Those guys are excellent. There was a hell of a tailgate. Raider Nation was out representing today. I mean, it was amazing. There was fucking silver and black everywhere you looked. Um, they had a hell of a good time all weekend long. Uh, the parties, the tailgate, it was great. Um, and that's that's really what I, you know, try to dwell on the positive. It was, you know, three and a half hours of shitty fucking football. But, um, you know, the, the positive out of it is I met some great people. I met Crusader Raider, Keith Smith, all the way from London. He was there. Um, and, again, Peggy and Ashley of the D.C. Metro Raiders Boosters Club, Great people. If you ever have an opportunity to go to Baltimore, D.C., um, to watch the Raiders play, these guys do a hell of a job. Um, really, really excellent. And I just want to give a shout-out to them and a, and a thanks. And, you know, here we are, uh, three and six, tail between our legs. But, you know, I hope it's, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the season. I was screaming in Reggie, we trust. And I hope that with a little work and an all season and some help, maybe we can um, we can turn this around. But anyway, enough of that. Like I said, just if you get a chance to go out here uh, to the East Coast and check these guys out, do it. You will be extraordinarily pleased with what you get with these people. They're wonderful, super nice. And um, that's it. Go Raiders. There you have it. The reason that the Raider Nation travels to so many cities across the country. It's for the games. It is for the teams. But mainly, I have to tell you, it is for the fans, the friends, and the great times and relationships you'll have all your life. It is incredible. Peggy has been a mainstay of the D.C. Raider Booster Club. She has been there for a very long time, and she knows how we roll. And Ashley... What can I say? They threw a bash. Obviously, he had a great time. Uh, I mean, everybody who went to this game had a blast. DC Raider Boosters threw it up big. And you know what? That's how we roll. And that's why we go to these games. For the team, mainly 
and for the fans for show. Thanks for the call. And next, we have Raider JR from Richmond, Virginia. I love this guy, man. I love his take. Check it out. Raider Nation, what up? Raider Randy, Reddick Greg. It's Raider JR, Richmond, VA. Well, just left Baltimore. Got our asses handed to us, but, uh, I mean, we, we look like shit. So, you know, I'm a realist. True fan, I'm a realist. We fucking, we're not going nowhere this year. So, whatever. But, you know, a little depressed. It's okay, but for the game, had a blast tailgating with the D.C. Metro Booster Club. Seeing the Crusader out there. Shouts out to them. Me and my fiance enjoyed ourselves, man. Regardless of the outcome, our anniversary, so fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We went out there and had a blast. So, met a bunch of good people in the process. So, uh, just wanted to say that to y'all. Hey, I was ranting and raving last week, but, you know, you just really can't say shit. Sit back fucking hope we win. Raider Nation. Raider JR, I'm out. Raider JR just sums it up. This is where we are at this time of the season. We really have to look at individual play and what's happening with different aspects of the team. We cannot think about playoffs. We just have to think about the draft because that's what I'm thinking about right about now. Thanks for the call, brother. And here we go. Raider Base pops in with a pretty substantial statement. I mean, aren't you sick and freaking tired of this? New records, new lows that the Raiders continue to pile up in this string of losing seasons. Well, what's up, brother? (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, that's pretty funny. I mean, we we make records, but the wrong way, you know. Gave Baltimore the most points they've ever scored. I mean, that's the most points we gave up, tied the franchise record. Wow. Hey, well, at least look at the bright side. We'll get a high draft pick, Raider base, and I'm out. Well, there you go, man. I love your take. Um, what more can I say? We're all in the same boat and we're just using the buckets, man. <laughs> Keep throwing out the water. That's what we got to do. Our next caller is pissed off, and he's got good reason to be. Listen to his rant. I love it. And he's from Anaheim, by the way. Check it out. 55 to 20. 55 fucking points. For a head coach, Dennis Allen, who prides himself on being a defensive guru, where the fuck has the defense been the last fucking few weeks? Wait a minute. Where has the defense been all goddamn year? This motherfucker gets outcoached every fucking week. Whether they squeak a win out or not, he still looks like he didn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's the last goddamn Boy Scout. That's what this faggot looks like to me. He doesn't get nobody's ass when they do something wrong. Right, so, how many goddamn times is he going to do the same goddamn thing without getting pulled or put somebody else in and chew his ass up down one side the other? The Lakers are going after Phil Jackson. Goddamn Reggie McKenzie, get off your fucking ass and fucking go call John Gruden and get rid of this goddamn punk-ass goddamn Dennis Allen and the rest of his fucking stupid-ass, banshee-ass coaches 
fucking Greg Knapp fucking nutsack and the rest of these dumbasses. You know what another thing is? Carson Palmer, you Carson Palmer fans, that motherfucker sucks. Has goddamn brought, what's his name in the end zone? Wide fucking open. Wide open. To try to get a goddamn game up. Oh my god. Over his hand. Too short. Too wide. All his dumb fucking mule. Oh wait, Junior Melvin. Look at that. Watch the goddamn sideline. Looking stupid as fuck. You know the reason why they don't fucking shoot prior? You ever notice why? Because if this fucking has to get out there and make this jackass fucking Palmer look bad, then fucking Allen's got a goddamn quarterback controversy on his hands that he can't handle. He can't handle questions now. Can you imagine Palmer having to get out there and win a game for him? Uh, well, uh, well, at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, get a goddamn real coach. This is our goddamn problem. Get rid of these fucking rejects, man. Fucking goddamn is this faggot and all this goddamn buddies, man. And Richie McKinney, get off your freckle face ass and get something done to this goddamn team. This is pathetic. 55 points? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Now that was a rant worth hearing. Yes, Allen better straighten his bullshit out. And at the end of the day, he's going to be at the end of his long but short coaching career. Listen, man, we knew that he hired knuckleheads when he had his staff put together. We all scratched our heads. And hey, another thing, when someone makes a penalty, you better chew their ass out. Great coaches, players are afraid to come back to the bench. They don't even want to go back to the bench because... They know they're going to get their ass chewed. Dennis Allen is way too nice to these guys. I don't get it. I don't get where the respect starts and the bullshit ends. I'm with you, brother. And next we have Raider Tom from Minnesota. Minnesota. Just kidding, brother. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Tom out of Minnesota, formerly the IE. Yesterday's game was a fucking joke. We got our asses kicked. It just I just couldn't fucking bear to watch it. It was so embarrassing. Being up here, being a Raider fan is tough. Uh, it's just fucking... Just the best part about the Raider Nation is your podcast. And put this on the air. I know you got a lot of people calling in, but put this on the air. I am requesting a place to send money to you so we can keep the radio podcast going because I know it's not cheap. I, we, I love that's what I look forward to every week is a new podcast. Raider Greg, you're doing a fucking awesome job. Our team fucking stinks. I'm not jumping ship. I'm still loyal to the end, but we fucking suck. Okay, Greg, I'm out. Bye bye. Thanks for the props, man, and, and we appreciate it. And from time to time, I do ask for donations. Uh, sometimes we definitely need them. We get a little tight around here as well, and I appreciate you even saying anything. If you want to donate to us, however, you can go to our webpage at www.raidernationpodcast.com. There's a place there for donations. There's a long list of Raider fans that have helped the Raider Nation podcast. They're in our Hall of Fame. They're right there on the page. I want to thank you again, all that have helped in every way possible, because it, it helps us to get this show out to you guys, honestly. And I appreciate the props and all the help from all of the Raider Nation podcast fans. And next, probably one of the most passionate Raider fans I have ever met. Definitely one who travels more miles than I have ever met. Honestly, my very good friend, heartfelt, loving brother, the Crusader. 
Radar. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from Washington, D.C. Brian Fatka, tomorrow back to London. Well, it's been a disappointing trip, Raider Nation. The Bucks turned us over 42-32. The Raiders been on the platform more yesterday and we 45-30. Two dismal performances. And I'm normally the most optimistic of Raider fans about the situation that we're in, where we're going, and how we're going to be. But I think this is even beyond my optimism. The team are in disarray don't seem to know what they're doing. Players don't know what they're doing. I know we've got injuries and we can make excuses, but how can you make excuses for what happened yesterday in Baltimore? It was a disgrace. It was a disgrace to any Raider fan around the world. And I hope Reggie McKenzie and I hope Mark Davis feel the way that I feel today. You know, I do this 13,000-mile trip, regular as clockwork, every year to come and support the team. And I'm afraid the team just didn't turn up. If it wasn't for the fact that I have so many great, great friends in the Raider Nation around the world, and people that came and see me yesterday, um, you know, Ray really came up, and Dave Gwynn from New York came down, and people from the Baltimore area came up and chatted with me uh, at the game. And interacted with us. It was wonderful, that. And the fans passes that we had with the Bikoff Foundation and the, and the, you know, the crap feed and all the things that we did in the tailgate, you know, and, and the tailgate party in Baltimore. And by the way, what a great job. Um, the DC Raiders Booster Club put on for that party there yesterday. But uh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. I don't know where we go from here. I mean, how many years? I mean, Greg has said it in the past that we suffer and we have suffered while we rebuild. But this rebuild is in total disarray. It could take us five to ten years to get anywhere near a team again through the draft or through agencies and whatever. And we need coaches with passion. And unfortunately, I don't believe any coach on that sideline had passion yesterday. Greg Knapp. Go find the doll queue. It's time to get your cards. It's time to call it a day. You're not up to the job. You're an absolute disgrace to be called a Raiders coach. Leave the building now. Reggie, sort things out. You know, if, if the coach ain't up to it, get rid of him now. Let's not wait any longer. Enough's enough. Guys, sorry it's a bit of a rant, and I kept it nice and uh, um, polite, and, and I kept it with no... Uh, uh, bad language, because I know sometimes we get younger people on here, but I am a very disappointed Crusader Raider. I'm coming back in on December 26th, and we'll spend time with the uh, Raiders Booster Club in Las Vegas um, for the last coming set in San Diego, and there's not a hope in a million years. The Raiders sent me a free ticket for me to go to San Diego. I'd go and watch that on trip out because I am so, so disappointed in them. This is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider. Next time I call into the phone line, it will be from London, England. So we can go back to the music then, Randy. Thanks again for all your support and, and help, and uh, thanks for everything you do, guys. You keep us together in times of despair, and we are in a time of despair. Keith Smith, Crusader Raider, out. Well, there you go, man. This is a guy who travels thousands and thousands of miles sees all kinds of the Raider Nation and has always had a positive thing to say. Even when I'm pissed off, he always has a positive thing. Well, now, you know he wants to say it. Well, I'm going to say it for him. I'll fuck this bullshit. <laughs> he didn't use a foul language. I'll take care of that for you, brother. Uh, it's frustrating. I think we have to wait one more year to see whether the Dennis Allen experiment is worthy because he has one season left in my book, and uh, he's on a very thin and short leash. Thanks for the call, man. Look forward to your next one, as always.
And next we have Raider Rob, and he is from Maryland. And, well, I'm sure he got a treat watching the, the Raiders get blown out by the Blackbirds. What's happening, Raider Rob? Raider Greg, Raider Rob from Maryland, checking in. I was down at the game yesterday in Baltimore, and it was fucking sad, dude. It was really hard. It was fucking terrible, dude. The Ravens fans were giving up me and my family so much shit. What are you going to do? On is one thing's for sure. My kid was like, fuck these guys, daddy. We're going to see the Raiders in Oakland next year. I was like, definitely, man. But that team, dude, they need, I don't know what the hell it is. Dude, you're sitting there just watching these wide receivers get wide open. And I was like, hey, look, there's going to be a touchdown for the Ravens. And it was there. Fucking sad, dude. Like, really bad. Oh, well. Go Raiders. Here's a father taking his son to a football game to see his team, the Oakland Raiders, expecting at least a fucking contest. And what does he get? He gets a pile of shit on a plate. I mean, the team, the coaching, I mean, I don't need to say much more, but I do know this. I know that Mark Davis was furious. And I hope that that shakes from there all the way down to the janitor. And uh, just like Al used to do it. (laughs) Maybe Mark needs a little more control than he thought. Thank you for the call. And bring your son to the Raider Nation, man. He will be blown away. And he'll have a great damn time. I guarantee it. And next we have Raider Joe out of Rochester, New York. What is happening, Joe? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? It's Raider Joe out of Rochester again. Uh, I just want to call and, you know, call in after that Baltimore game. It's just, wow. I mean, we look like a Division three college football team. It just, we can't, when we stop the run, we let the pass go. I mean, Joe Flacco looked like Peyton Manning in his prime again. You know, it's Torrey Smith running right past Michael Huff. Michael Huff sucks. I'm tired of these people saying, Michael Huff can be a good corner. No, he can't be. He can be good against those shitty teams, but when he goes against Torrey Smith, you know, or a good receiver, he gets blown out, just like Vincent Jackson. He's not good. Our team is not that good. Bottom line, at the end of the day, I know everybody hates that, but really, at the end of the day, we're rebuilding, and we have a lot of holes in the team, a lot of holes. Running back, obviously, Darren McFadden, out. Our defensive line is getting old. We need to, it's rebuild. I know everybody hates the term, but we are rebuilding. So we just need to, you know, come to the facts and come to the terms that we are rebuilding. And, uh, you know, Dennis Allen is a good coach. It's for the future. We're playing for the future. And like you said, Carson Palmer does give us the best chance to win. I know he throws the interceptions at the wrong times, but what quarterback in this league doesn't? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Patriots. Did it this weekend, too. You know, driving and he throws a pick. So, I mean, Terrell Pryor, he sucks. He's not good. He's like a Brad Smith from Buffalo when he was with the Jets and everything. He's, he could run, yeah, but he's not a Cam Newton or RG3 by any means. So, if we put him in, we're just going to lose like we did against Baltimore, 55 to 20 every week. So, just keep Palmer in there. We're paying him. We gave up fucking uh, first-round pick and a second-round pick for him. So, if he's on our team next year, you know, it is what it is, but you got to keep them in there. You're just playing for you're playing for victories now, just to win. You're not winning the division, but you know you gotta you gotta play your heart out every week and 
you know, play for your job, I guess, because next year I guarantee you Reggie McKenzie is going to gut this team for a good way, and he's going to get some corners in there. We're going to have to get a running back. I don't know why we didn't pick up Ryan Grant or a couple other running backs out because we knew that inevitable was coming. We knew McFadden was going to get hurt, but, you know, we didn't get it running back. But it is what it is, and at the end of the day, we're rebuilding. And uh, we just got to live with it. But, you know, that's why we're Raider Nation. We love our team, and we'll continue to fight and uh, be fans. So go Raiders, and I am out. First, let me say I counted two. That's two at the end of the days in your rant. I can't have it. <laughs> I can barely have it with our coach. Just kidding, brother. Yeah, we're rebuilding. And yes, we should have done a lot of things. This next season is the all-tell-all, be-all of this team. We better see some big-time improvements. I mean big-time. Because we don't have time to jack around. We've waited too fucking long. And I'm tired of it. Thanks for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Mystic. Uh, well, he was optimistic <laughs> until he, we got slapped. What's up? Man, well, I'm sorry, Raider Greg and Raider Randy, that uh, my previous call I predicted extremely wrong. But, you know, that's why they call me Raider Mystic. Kind of optimistic. And, yeah... I don't know what the fuck happened in that game. Well, I do, and I don't. I mean, we had, we were kind of close uh, there for a little while, but then uh, definitely got out of control. Can't believe the score lopsided so fast in the third quarter. And a fake field goal for a touchdown conversion. Man, don't like to be that end of a joke. That sucks. Hopefully, uh... We come against the Saints next week at home with some kind of mystical, mysterious ass-whooping that'll be totally unexpected. Nobody's going to imagine this is going to happen. McFadden might come back. I heard he's questionable. He's iffy. Man, I hope I see something special. I need something special to reinvigorate my love for the Raiders. So please, Raiders, pull through. Do something special. Make us believe. Hi, this is Raider Mason. Okay. Hi, this is Raider Mason. And go Raiders! Go Raiders! I really want to see you win. I want. I really want to see a, a Raider win. Really, really bad. Talking to you. Really, really bad. And go Raiders! Say it loud. Go Raiders! Go Raiders! Well, there you go. Um, another opinion, which is painfully obvious. Uh, we're in a big world of hurt, and I hope we can win this game. It'd be nice to at least have the team play. I mean, I always say I just want them to play. Be competitive. Last week and the week before, it was a tragic joke. At least they can put their heads up high when they play a game and lose. But when they lay down like a hoe... That's the way it goes. 
And that's the way you raise that Raider Nation right there. The little Raider fan I could hear going to be a wild Raider fan. I'm glad they can't see this, what's happening right now. But you will not let them forget what it was like back in these days, Dad. <laughs> I love it. And next, we have the Raider General out of Michigan. What is up, brother? Raider Nation, Raider General out of Michigan here at Grand Ledge. And, uh, well, I, I guess we can all throw out the R word right now because we know we're, we're right smack dab in the middle of the R year. And I hate to say it, but we are rebuilding. And you know what? It's almost a relief. The shackles of expectations come off. Every game that we are close to or win is a gift at this point. Anything positive that comes out of this season is a bonus because Allen and McKenzie are rebuilding. Well, I, I thought we were a, a player or two away last year with Jackson in charge. I think we actually were, but now we're in full-scale rebuild mode. I'm going to go through the roster real quick because there are some people – that need to leave, and there's very few that should stay at this point. Uh, our secondary is abysmal. Branch and Huff should stay. Everyone else go. Seriously, I, I don't see anything, any any positive there at all. Huff, just because of his physicality, was thrust into the role, made some great plays this last weekend, uh, lost some assignments, but he was thrust into a role that he's not accustomed to, and I would stick with Huff. He's a, he's a, he's a team player. Miles Burris and Wheeler, possibly Curry if he comes back to his old self from last year, but I don't think so. Uh, Miles and uh, Burris and, and Wheeler stay. Everyone else goes. McLean is a failed experiment. He's gone. Uh, our front four, uh, I say Brian Shaughnessy, Houston for sure stay. Carter, I don't know if he's a bust. I don't know if he's worth the minimum. I, don't know, I, don't, I haven't seen enough of him to say anything. Uh, everyone else goes. Done. Uh, Seymour, goodbye. Kelly, goodbye. Our defense needs to be rehauled entirely. Our offense, I'm... I'm, I hate to say this, but I, I think we're almost there. And I know a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy, but those of you that think Carson Palmer is the problem, get your effing heads out of the sand. This guy is our quarterback, the best quarterback we've had since Gannon. The fucking guy is throwing 400 yards a game. Imagine if he had time and a running back. I don't understand how people can think that Palmer is the problem. I don't think he's the best ever, but he's a quality quarterback, the best we've had in years. Now, our line needs fixing. Uh, Valdir and Wizday, Brazil, Brazil, whatever the hell his name is, maybe gets his head straight, gets his head out of his ass from this Saturday, stepping on Palmer and ruining a, a, a play and a, a series. I, I don't know. Everyone else goes. I, I know we can't make all these changes, but seriously, they all got to go. They all fucking blow. Our receiving cores, I'm really happy. I don't. I, I know Moore's not there yet. He's still dropping a lot of passes, but I still think we're one receiver away. I think we need like an Anquan Bolden, uh, a really big uh, veteran, positive veteran that's on the, you know got a couple years left, but can be the man for a year or two until uh, Hayward Bay and Moore can take over entirely. But um, I'm okay with Hagen. I'm okay with Streeter. I'm okay with Ford coming back. I think we're good there. And I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. I never thought I'd say it. We gotta get rid of McFadden. We have to. We gotta cut him loose. I don't care if he goes somewhere else and he's better, just so he doesn't go in our division. Get rid of him. If we're gonna stick to this scheme, zone scheme, which I do not believe in, but if we are, he does not fit it. He's a pain in the ass. Watching him every, I almost ripped my 
heart off every week waiting for this guy to, to make a run. Just set him free. Let him go somewhere and be successful because it's not. I, I, I really, I'm serious when I say this. I'm happy with Goodson as a running back in this scheme compared to McFadden. I just think he'd prosper with Reese Goodson, and I don't know what the deal is with Jones. Uh, if, if, if this weekend wasn't the perfect time to try that kid out, there is no time, okay? Him and Pryor, are fair, uh, if you're not going to try those kids out in circumstances like the last game, then there is never going to be a time when you trust that kid with the ball. So uh, that's it. Uh, and Adams and all these other jackasses that we've come in to, to catch punt returns and stuff, Ford's got to come back or more, and we gotta, we, we got to have that down. And our special teams is fucking blows. We've we, we got to blow up this team. And, and we, we suck this year, and uh, it's la- it was laughable Sunday. It was sad, but, I, I mean, I was laughing. And it, it, it pisses me off, but at least I know that this year is gone. And, and, and I can just sit back and, and, and just, you know, be happy. Like you said, Raider Greg, a couple weeks ago, just enjoy what small little gifts were given with a touchdown here and there, a good play, uh, see what we have in terms of we should be trying people out the rest of the year because the season's over. So I know I went long, but I'm not pissed. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just, I know what we got now. We all know what we got. We suck, okay? We, we, we suck all over except for a few places. And we need a total rehaul. I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. I'm not too confident in all the plays they've made, like Pat Lee. I think Pat Lee, why did they get rid of Pat Lee? I mean, I don't think he was that great, but he's better than a lot of these other, you know, jackholes we have. Adams, are you kidding me? Philip Adams? Or whatever his name was? Anyway, I got to go. All right, guys, I'm out. That's very good take nine games into the season, because at nine games in, we are out. We're out of the contest and like I said before, we have to look for little victories, small victories. And as far as the players go, who's going to stay and go, I think we have a little more time to look at that. I think really the looking has to be much more severe at the coaching staff because that is where I think the majority of the problem is. I think if we get some coaches that know what the hell they're doing, they'll help these guys to play better. They'll actually put them in a place where they can succeed like McFadden, should be busting out 100 yards every game. That is on the the bare-ass shoulders of Greg. Let's take a dirt nap um, <laughs> and take your knapsack with you. So there's a lot of, of things to do besides cut and add players. The coaches are my biggest worry and my biggest concern. We have to shit-can a bunch of those guys, that's for sure. I love the passion. I love your take. Thanks for calling, brother. And next we have J.R. the Raider in Seattle, Washington. What is going on there in very hostile territory, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is J.R. the Raider here in Seattle, Washington. Um, just giving you a call, you know, um, I was doing some reading and uh, stumbled across uh, an article from last year that was published uh, a week after the Jets game. And so I guess I'll go ahead and quote that and then uh, end with a question. Um, the Oakland Raiders have uh, quietly rebuilt themselves into one of the toughest, most physical teams in the NFL. New players like Rolando McClain and old ones like Richard Seymour are again making the Raiders one of the hardest-hitting 
nastiest teams in the league. The kind of team no one wants to play because if you face them on Sunday, you won't get out of bed on Monday morning. Now, my question, Raider Greg, what in the hell has happened to that team? That's the, that is not the team that we see in 2012. This is a completely different team. And I, what happened? What happened to that team? I know what you're saying. And here's, look, and I looked at an article, right, just recently. I have a bunch of papers saved up, as, as weird as it may seem. In 2010, this, this article out of the sports section of local paper here, Rising in the West. The Oakland Raiders just beat the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime, 23-20, and won three straight games in a row under Tom Cable on their way to a decent season. I mean, nothing crazy, but, you know, we had hope. We had very big hope at this time. And, uh, well, the old man was still around, so he's still doing magic tricks. And you know what? As much as whatever you want to say about Al Davis, he kept us in the game pretty much. I have no excuse for why we are the way we are. I can tell you my opinion. It's coaching, coaching, coaching. The players aren't playing correctly because of coaching. They're not inspired to play because of coaching. And at the end of the fucking day, it's in his fucking lap. And that's what I'm saying. Thanks for the call, brother. What else can I say? Well, we're heading into uh, the latter part of the season. Let us not get all wrapped up in each game. Let us get our emotional level down to one of patience and understanding because that's where you're going to have to stay because these people here are going to drive you crazy the team is out of balance the coaching is definitely lacking the games will be up and down but mainly down i do not see us making eight and eight that would be a miracle to pop off five games in a row it's just not going to happen because this is not the team or the coaching staff to make it so we have to look forward to big things, and that is the draft and free agency. So enjoy Raider football. Definitely enjoy the Raider Nation because that's what it's all about, really. The team will get better. It's just a matter of time. I just hope the time is not a long time. I hope it's a very short time. And in that, that is about all I can possibly squeeze out of this show I am Raider Greg, and I am out.